listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. Brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Uh, I have to wear these glasses more and more. <laughs> it's happening. Um, when I was a young boy growing up in small town Indiana, I remember hearing this story, very famous story, of uh, Jonah, the prophet, preaching to these Ninevites, this big city that took three days to walk through and this message of repentance. And uh, of course, in my imagination, I thought of New York City. So now here we are, right? We're here in New York. And uh, I have often been tempted or uh, had the idea to just kind of walk through the streets of New York like a madman crying out, repent. <laughs> and uh, there are some people who do that. I just love it, you know? Like, anyways, um, this message of repentance is so key, it's so fundamental, it's so essential, it's like um, Christianity 101. You know, when John the Baptist came, his message, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel. The very first thing from Jesus, which is the gospel we just had from Mark, Jesus appears on the scene. His very beginning, first message, the first pitch thrown. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And then when Jesus ascends back to the Father and sends the Holy Spirit upon the church, and he sends them to preach, you know, the early apostles, Simon Peter and Andrew and these guys, that's the exact same message that they also were proclaiming. And um, it could be easy for us to think that this message of repentance could be for beginners. Like, that's how it starts. But what about the rest of us? Like, we've been at this for a while, huh? <laughs> and I would like to propose that this beginning, this essential, this foundational message is um, it's a valid message for every stage of the spiritual life. Every stage. Um, the time of fulfillment. There's a, a number of passages in the Bible that offer this kind of idea that there is um, a moment, a profound moment that is coming when God is going to do something big. God is going to come. There's a, a time. Uh, St. Paul in Galatians will say, in the fullness of time, God sent his only son. This idea, like the timing, you know. Um, and certainly when God himself came in our humanity, that you know, the time was fulfilled. God was acting in a, in a way so unique and so powerful. The kingdom of God is at hand. That's an interesting phrase. The kingdom of God. It's another really big theme in the teachings of Jesus. And I, I really could offer you an entire class, like a semester's class, on the, <laughs> this kingdom of God, this concept. But let's focus this morning on the idea that this kingdom of God is at hand. When something's at hand, it means it's so close you could touch it with your hand, right? You know, And this closeness of God is another big theme in the teaching of Jesus. Repent and believe in the gospel. Sounds like Ash Wednesday, right? <laughs> That's one of the options the priest has when he does the ashes. Repent and believe in the gospel. And um, this call to repentance is uh, another way of saying time to change. 
time to change. If it is true that the, that the time is ripe for God's acting and that there's a fulfillment and that the kingdom, the presence of God himself is so close that you can now touch, right? Because Jesus in his humanity, you could touch him now. No longer invisible and distant, now visible and close. Then this changes, this needs to change us, right? And believe Believe in the gospel. Believe in the good news. Um, Now, uh, allow me to riff on this for just a moment. Um, I do believe that uh, there are so many treasures of our faith that people don't know about. Um, there, There are wonderful things that I just absolutely love about being a Catholic Christian. So many aspects of our church, of our faith, of our religion that are so beautiful and so precious and so profound that I just want to tell everybody about it, <laughs> which is, I guess, why I became a priest, huh? You know, um, and I think these readings today are give me an opportunity to mention something. In Catholicism, in Christianity, we have a profound tradition of mysticism. You know, for us, it's not just a matter of being like, in the good list or the bad list. Either you're saved or you're damned, you know? It's, it's so much deeper than that. It's not just about being saved. It's not just about having your sins forgiven. There's also a growing in holiness, a growing in holiness. Um, and this is really what Jesus is getting at with this message about repenting and believing in the gospel. And um, it's so sad to me that so few people seem to be aware of the mystical traditions of our faith. Um, it's so important. It's so um, exciting. And it's um, what we're made for. Yeah, I'll put it that way. It's what we're made for, to grow in grace, to, um, to make progress in the spiritual life. So I'm just going to offer a few snapshots for our consideration. This message for repentance and believing in the good news isn't just for beginners, but it's for every stage. Um, there have been some very gifted and anointed uh, Christians, saints, who had a gift of mapping out the journey. So I'm going to offer you a few of them. They're kind of interesting. Around the year 600, there was a, one of these desert fathers. He's uh, St. John Clamacus. He was born in Syria around 525 AD. He died in Sinai. He's living in the caves of the mountains where the burning bush was in Sinai. That's in Egypt around the year 606. So around the year 600, he was known for all these miracles and he was holy. And he'd lived all this life of, you know, asceticism and, and living for God. And, and the monks uh, encouraged him to write down his spiritual teaching. And we have this document. It's called The Ascent of the Spiritual Life. And uh, what he does He takes the image of Jacob's ladder. You know that story from the Old Testament? Jacob sees the ladder between heaven and earth and the angels coming and going. And in the gospel, Jesus will apply that to himself. And he says, in the spiritual life, there is this ladder that we must all climb. And this ladder has 30 rungs. And that's uh, one rung for every year of Jesus's life. So 30 30 rungs. And he, uh, in this document, he goes and uh, he describes the stages of growing in holiness, of, of becoming, you know, filled with God and his Holy Spirit. And um, it's just one of these uh, 
so many people in history have been inspired by this writing to like guidance in their spiritual life. Like, how do I do this? And uh, wouldn't you know that uh, this work became so popular that somebody started writing, uh, painting icons about. It's one of my favorite icons. Uh, if you're into like the internet, when you get home, Google the icon of the Ladder of Ascent, St. John Climacus. Um, and uh, in this icon, it's just, you imagine the beautiful style of an icon. You see the church at the bottom and you see Jesus in heaven up kind of at the top, that's the goal. And then there's this ladder and the ladder again has 30 rungs on it. And then on the ladder, are all these monks like trying to like make their way to heaven, you know, and uh, some of the monks, the, some of their bodily postures are kind of different. And some of them are really sturdily onto the ladder. There's a couple of them that are kind of barely hanging onto the ladder and some of them have fallen off. And in the air around them, there are these demons that kind of look like the uh, monk, the flying monkeys from the Wizard of Oz. And the demons are trying to pull them off the ladder or shoot them with arrows. And, um, and it's, it's so, it's just interesting but it also communicates something so important, you know, that there is spiritual warfare, there is this battle that we all must face in the heart, the human heart, as we strive to repent, we strive to, you know, come out of our life of sin and making the journey from old Adam to the new Adam, Jesus, and anyway, so that's one snapshot. Another one, now this is interesting, around the year 1300, there was a very famous poet, author in Italy, you've probably heard of him, Dante. And Dante's very, very famous work is the uh, Divine Comedy. And in the Divine Comedy, it's got three parts, Inferno, Purgatorio, and Paradiso, right? Hell, Purgatory, and Heaven. And it's this wild, imaginative story. And uh, in there, he kind of uh, follows the, the same idea that there are stages that you have to go through as you grow in holiness. And um, one day I was hearing confessions and uh, don't worry, I'm not gonna give you the details, right? But there was a young person going to confession and uh, this young person had examined their conscience according to the, the seven capital sins, right? Which is another classic kind of thing, this, the seven capital sins. And I was like, wow, you know, it's very refreshing to see a young person that had such formation. And uh, I was like, how, how did you uh, know about all this? Well, evidently somebody turned Dante's uh, inferno into a video game <laughs> and in the video game you have to like make progress and uh, you have to like battle the seven deadly sins and this kid you know it was inspired by this video game it was so beautiful so uh, I don't know if there's other things about the video game that are horrible so I'm not endorsing it but you've got the seven capital sins capital meaning like head meaning that like all the sins that you can commit are kind of somehow in these seven categories. And that's an idea that comes from the Bible itself and the early church fathers very quickly, anger, envy, lust, pride, gluttony, sloth, and avarice, okay. Um, and there's this story from 2 Kings 5 where uh, there's the Naaman, the Syrian who has leprosy and the prophet Elisha tells him to bathe seven times in the Jordan River. Remember Jesus talks about that, about him being healed. And uh, so the early church fathers had this idea of the bathing of seven times is these seven capital sins. And of course, in, in the other kind of classic schema, there are seven virtues that, that heal the seven vices. And uh, anyways, uh, so let me conclude by kind of bringing it all together. Um, this call to uh, really go deep in your spiritual life, your, your relationship with God, 
um, is so important. It's the most important thing. Um, this call to repentance, this call to faith, believe, believe in the gospel, believe in the good news. And uh, it's not like a one-time moment. Like there was this day when I repented and believed and now I'm done. No, it's like a lifelong journey, a lifelong journey. It's a pilgrimage to our Father's house. And uh, the liturgy this weekend, the readings encourage us to uh, take a look back at the beginning, the very first message that Jesus preached and uh, let us make this message anew in our own lives today. So I encourage you, um, you know, in your prayer life, you need guidance. You need some, you know, content to help lead you of like how to live this life. We've got the Ten Commandments. We've got the Beatitudes of Jesus, but we have this beautiful and inspiring treasury of our faith, of these, these, um, writings of the saints that kind of had the gift. There's, there's others, I just mentioned a few for the homily here, uh, th that can map the journey for us to help us to um, grow in holiness, to make good use of the li limited time that's given to us here in this life. That was the message of St. Paul in the second reading, and I'm going to end with this because it's so important. This world in its present form is passing away. It's passing away. You know, we're pilgrims here traveling to our true homeland. And uh, as we travel, you know, on that ladder, which is the cross of Jesus, we ask for his grace that we may go deeper, that we may not just, um, as St. Pope John Paul would say, don't be satisfied with mediocrity, that we would uh, respond to the call of uh, belief and repentance and really ask the Lord for his grace that we may love him and love our neighbor as deeply as possible. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, The Renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans.